futures and options on futures may involve substantial risk and may not be suitable for all investors. Thank you for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura, a show where Laura Taylor, a futures trading industry rock star and one of RJO Futures top analysts, takes your futures trading questions and answers them on air. Nervous about trading futures? Or do you just want to know more? Got questions? Email her for your chance to have your questions answered on air. Laura will put your mind at ease. So sit back, relax, and learn the ABCs of trading futures with Laura. Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time zone you're in. Uh, this is Futures Trading with Laura. I am Laura Taylor. I'm with RJO Futures in Chicago. And I'm here to talk a little bit about futures, uh, explain to you what they are, answer any questions you may have, and see if they are suitable for you as part of a way to diversify your portfolio. Um, the first question I had from someone was just a you know, very logical question is, what are futures? And is it something that I should invest in? Um, you know, I, I Googled it myself and I said, you know, ask what futures are and if I uh, found that it said a futures contract gets its name from the fact that the buyer and seller of the contract are agreeing to a price today for some asset or security that is to be delivered in the future. Okay, so, you know, futures were originally uh, designed with uh, farmers in mind. You know, they wanted to uh, protect their cost and their price going forward on the crops that they would be harvesting uh, in three or four months down the road, and they wanted to make sure they were going to get a price that was uh, palatable to them. So um, that was it. that's what hedgers do. Um, as far as futures traders today, they're more speculative in nature. Um, it, let's compare an investment in futures to an invis- investment in stocks. Uh, stocks are bought with a long-term vision. You know, years ago, grandparents used to give their grandchildren a, a share of AT&T, General Electric, General Motors, you know, with the hopes that it would grow in value over time. Um, they purchased stocks and companies that they were familiar with, you know, companies whose logos appeared on items in their home or their garage. You know, stocks in general were a buy and hold investment. Um, when futures were created, they were mainly for those who were producers, like I mentioned before, how farmers used to bring their crop to the border trade floor. I mean, actually brought their products in a, in a bushel uh, to show what they uh, were you know, going to be selling uh, later on, and they wanted to lock in a price uh, going forward. Um, it was called price insurance or, or hedging. Uh, you know, the uh, speculators, on the other hand, you know, uh, they want to take advantage of a quick price move in any market to make sure, you know, and not be in it too long because of the volatility. And the and volatility is what you need in these markets. So it can be a, a bad thing and a good thing. Um, my first position in this business, I was a receptionist. And I, a girlfriend of mine got me a job and we would drive to work every day. And I had no clue what the futures were either. So a friend of mine, she explained to me that a futures contract is when you can buy something and never take possession or sell something that you never owned in the first place. It, it was baffling to me. Uh, she would show me, you know, on paper, you know, one person was a buyer, one person is a seller. Uh, for clearing purposes, uh, every buyer was matched with a seller. You couldn't have uh, an outstanding uh, buyer without a sell. Um, 
you're speculating on what the price of a commodity or assets will be in the near future. That was a Google explanation. Uh, instead of a company's profitability, you're investing in the price fluctuation of products uh, we use every day. You know, we've got the ag markets, or corn, soybeans, you know, wheat, meats, our cattle and hogs. Then we've got what you call the, the breakfast markets, uh, coffee, cocoa, sugar, orange juice. Self-explanatory there. Um, metals uh, markets, gold, silver, copper, platinum. And the ever-popular energies right now, uh, like crude oil and heating oil, unleaded gas and, and natural gas. I mean, all of these items, they play an important role in our everyday life. You know, we're on the receiving end of these products every day. And we have a financial stake in each one in some way, fashion, or form. Um, why not invest in these items the same way you would in a, a stock of a company? You know, the key is to try to determine if the trend is up, down, sideways. Uh, where is an opportunity lining up? You know, what's the best way to initiate the trade and so forth? Uh, that's where your broker comes in and someone can help you with that. But you have to have uh, a market that you're comfortable with. You know, let's say, you know, you're tired of high gas prices, but, you know, you've got to pay it anyway at the pump. You know, why? How can you take advantage of those prices as they go up? Well, you come to the futures market. Um, you can buy the crude oil contract, and uh, we'll talk more about margin and leverage on another podcast, but it's, uh, it's something that's available and should be taken advantage of. If you're more comfortable with the stock market and you want to use the futures to invest in the stock market as a whole, you know, you don't have to uh, buy just a company stock. What you're going to do is you're going to look at the indices, which are the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones. We even have the small cap, which is the Russell 2000. Um, you don't have to just invest in one company, but you've got all 500 stocks in the S&P. You've got 30 stocks in the Dow, and you've got 100 stocks in the NASDAQ. And, and to go one step further, if your stock portfolio is heavy in one of these indices, let's say you've got a lot of tech stocks and you're all in the NASDAQ, you know, you can do what the farmers do and, and trade the futures for price protection. Um, how can you make money on the stocks in your portfolio that are losing money? Well, that's where that hedge comes in. You sell the appropriate stock index on the futures side, and if your stocks go down, you can protect those losses as your short position uh, may, may be able to cover the downside move. You just need to work with your broker, again, to establish how to protect your, your investments. Um, you know, there is a, a special contract now. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. It's called FANG. Uh, FANG stands for Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. And the, those four uh, tech stocks... I believe, make up about 40% of the NASDAQ. So uh, any big movement in any of those four stocks is going to move your portfolio considerably. If you're in the NASDAQ uh, uh, 100, then you want to uh, be able to uh, sell the NASDAQ in order to protect yourself on adverse movement in, in those four technical stocks. Um, you know, basically, you know, it's, uh, I hope I've answered the question. Uh, if not, you know, you can reach me at uh, ltaylor at rjobrien.com. You can call me at 888-861-1584. Um, next time we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, uh, the contracts, uh, their margin res uh, 
requirements, uh, you know, what the leverage is, and how much are you actually controlling of a certain product when you buy a futures contract. Um, so in the meantime, uh, send me your questions uh, and give me a call. And in the meantime, uh, have a great day, best wishes, and good trading. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Trading Futures with Laura, and we'll catch you in the next episode.